Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Amazing Sounds of Sound and Music, in which we are going to explore how black metal was born and what music led to it and why it became an enduring musical phenomenon. Don't expect a crash curse in black metal bands, we're more interested in taking a look at how it all started and which the main musical influences were. Black metal, as it is intended today, is that music which was born in Norway at the beginning of the 90s, around bands such as Mayhem, Burzum, Emperor, Immortal and the like. Those bands and their musical style inspired legions of musicians and spawned countless imitators, becoming one of the most appreciated and enduring metal sub-genres. But before talking about the characters like Count Grishnok, Euronymous, Dead, and the record shop Elveta, we need to take a step back in time and listen to those bands which were considered black metal before black metal was born. Hard rock and heavy metal had always had a history of dabbling with your cult. Just think of Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin flirting with magic and buying Alistair Crowley's house in Scotland or ACDC is calling one of their most successful albums Highway to Hell or Black Sabbath being, well, Black Sabbath or Iron Maiden talking about the number of the beast I could give you hundreds of examples of rock bands or songs being often associated or associating themselves to the devil or to teams that were openly anti-Christian or more generally blasphemous but one of the first bands who played with this imagery more consciously seemed to be Venom. Venom were very consistent in presenting themselves as worshippers of Satan, their cover sleeves sporting pentagrams inscribing a horned goat, their song titles were in league with Satan, Welcome to Hell, which you are listening in the background. They were also the first ones to actually use the two words black and metal together and write a song about that, the song that also became the title track of their second album in 1982 and which we are going to listen right now.
sold to the gods rock and roll Metal tenfold through the deadly black hole Mining out stallions, burn back and free Taking our chances with raw energy Come ride the night with us, rock on and fight United my legions, we stand Free water, wild force, give up your souls Live for the quest to save Venom's Satanism was clearly a show. They never seemed serious about it. There was definitely a more tongue-in-cheek attitude there. And their leather and chain attire, which reminded of uh, S&M and Bondage, was probably more influenced by horror rock and glam music of the 70s than their actual attitude towards religion. But their theatrical style and very rough and fast way to play their instruments was something that later on would influence the bands that made black metal famous or infamous. Between 1982 and 1984, a Danish band called Merciful Fate produced an EP and two records which had an everlasting legacy for all fans of black metal. Unlike Venom, they played very technical and sophisticated metal, but their singer, who painted his face in order to resemble a ghost, or a demon, or maybe a dead person, seemed to write lyrics which were pretty serious in terms of satanism and occultism. The guy, who called himself King Diamond, seemed to know even too well what he was writing about when he wrote about possession, evil and witchcraft.
1984, a Swiss band called Celtic Frost took Venom and Merciful Fate imagery and put it together to produce a music which was even darker, lacking totally the irony of Venom and the finesse of Merciful Fate. Celtic Frost were often quoted by most black metal bands as their main inspiration when composing music.
Celtic Frost and their frontman Thomas Gabriel Warrior went on later to play a more sophisticated and symphonic metal, and he has now formed a band called Trypticon, but their first record to Megatherion remains the bedrock of proto-black metal. At the same time, it is impossible not to talk about the thrash metal band Slayer from California. The sound of Slayer, their lyrics, the tuning of the guitars even, are a fundamental step towards the rise of the Scandinavian black metal. This is the song Black Magic from
from their first LP, Show No Mercy, 1984.
Slayer will be, for the next 5 years, the band you will have to look to when it comes to extreme metal. But other less known bands were already taking Slayer's lesson to its extreme consequences. For example, in the early 80s, a band called Battery, formed by a guy who went by the name of Quartin. In their 1984 self-titled album, all the elements of the original black metal are perfectly codified. But it's with their second album, Under the Sign of the Black Mark, from 1987, that Battery shapes a new sound which takes Venom's lesson to its extreme consequences. The vocals are harsher, more aggressive and desperate, the drumming is faster, the songs are coarser and louder. Battery's new songs may turn seamlessly into the Norwegian black metal early works. 
few years later, in fact, at the beginning of the 90s, a group of young metal heads who played metal started hanging out around Elvete, a record shop owned by Orsten Arset, aka Euronymous. There were members of seminal Norwegian black metal bands like Mayhem, Immortal and other black metal musicians who later were to be considered legendary figures in the extreme metal scene. The facts surrounding the birth of so-called second wave of black metal are very well known, but what was this new form of black metal? How was it identifiable as a music? Actually, it was really nothing new. Yes, there was a dark, violent approach to composition, but there had been other bands using the same style. Take Bolt Thrower in 1989, for example. There was also the high-pitched shouted singing. And these were Extreme Noise Terror in 1989, still from England. Another signature style of the new black metal was the ultra-fast drumming but many bands had been drumming like that for years. So, from everything we have heard so far, it should be pretty clear by now that, musically speaking, Norwegian black metal was not exactly something new. So how come it became such an important musical style? If you actually click on Wikipedia and look for black metal, you will find a detailed account of the killings and other crimes surrounding the birth of this scene which is a very unique and revealing way to explain how a musical style was born. It was a birth hopelessly linked to sensationalism. And the very fact that we need to talk about what happened around the so-called inner circle at the beginning of the 90s is proof enough that the birth of the second wave of black metal is a phenomenon only in part ascribable to music. It all seemed to start with the suicide of Dead, the original singer of Mayhem, whose body was discovered by Euronymous and the subsequent ruthless use of the pictures of the suicide of Ur by Uranimus himself, the burning of churches by Varg Vikernes, and the rivalry between Uranimus and Vikernes, which led to the murder of the first by the end of the letter. If you are interested in the details of all these events, you can read about it or even watch the movie Lords of Chaos by director Jonas Ackerlund, which gives a fairly clear account of what happened. The facts encompassing the birth of black metal were an origin story which had a large appeal on the media. Magazines featured stories about these kids who actually believed in the devil, burned churches and killed people and at the same time made also for a great photo shooting with their axes, with their painted grudges and metal and leather uniforms. Magazines were always hunting for the next big thing, and having a music that made a sensation and was easy to present was a godsend, or if you like, a satan send. 
free musical editors. I'm not implying that it was all hype, but hype certainly played a part. There was also a new generation of extreme music-loving kids who were probably more disillusioned than their predecessors from the 80s, and for them, the nihilist philosophy and romantic nationalism that black metal bands seemed to propose was probably more appealing than anything that had happened before. Who knows? And anyway, that's not the point of this episode of Amazing Sounds of Sounding Music. We just wanted to give an account of how black metal as a music style was invented, or just inspired, and we hope we were good to our words.
This is the end of this episode of our podcast, my friends. Till next time, sweet dreams.